Back to the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Thanks for joining us here on a Thursday afternoon. It is a very busy week. A lot of portal action for Nebraska this week. Not so far today, so we'll kind of uh, track that. We're tracking VJ running his uh, 400. Should be running it right now uh, or pretty Mm -hmm. close to it, so uh, we'll figure that out here in a bit. But uh, a tradition for us here on the Ticket Water Cooler is to have Ryan Munson on Fridays. If you haven't Noted, we've got a program uh, change here. So Adam Carricker's show is running on Friday. So we're moving Ryan Munson to Thursdays from now on. But we will continue that tradition because we like to stay informed in the recruiting world. Uh, Brian, how's it going today? Thanks for joining us. Who's this Carricker guy? Like, <laughs> I, I don't even know who that guy is. So I don't know why I got bumped for him. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's, what, what, a, what, a, what a great addition. Love listening to him. Love his passion for Nebraska football. Actually, you know what? I'm still looking around. I told him privately I can still see the VCR tape label that had his high school recruiting highlights on it that I got from his family. And I... I know I've got it somewhere. And I've told him, I was like, dude, when I get my hands on it, I'm going to send it to you because I, I know I don't throw away anything. My office is evidence of that. Um, so I, I need, I need to find that for Adam and get that over to him. I'm sure he's listening right now. He's probably going, yeah, you do Munson. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I, 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 I owe you big man. I'll, I'll figure it out. He had some quarterback tape, didn't he? Wasn't he, didn't he play a little quarterback? He, did gosh look at look at you so yeah that was you you kind of had to you kind of had to see it you kind of had to see <laughs> him uh he was obviously had a great frame and a great athlete but you had to you had to kind of envision you know a guy that could play all those various spots that he ended up playing at Nebraska for a defensive line and you know and and where you could kind of see him then you know playing defensive line going on to the next level I mean it's it was all a bit of a projection I think that that's that's what kind of, you know, Nebraska is going to have to find some success with those guys a little bit when you, when you find the characters and you find the JJ Watts, you know, and the, and the big success stories, obviously those to the guys that are looking for the right settings, the right system, the right programs, the the right, the right people to work with. I, I think that you can get the best of those individuals to come out and that's, case in point there with Adam Carricker. I mean, I, I, I think that they needed him to play quarterback, but in reality, it was like your future is over here, buddy. You know, and this is what you're this is what you you're gonna get paid the big bucks to go do. Yeah, and he certainly did. What a great player he was. A first round pick as the NFL draft is tonight. Uh, one of the few first round picks for Nebraska since his time, but uh, nevertheless uh, had a great career in the NFL. Uh, we do do want to get into some of the Nebraska commits that we saw over the weekend. Willis McGahee, the fourth. I want to start with that one. Uh, committed on the, the spring game or before the spring game. Uh, was that a, a bit of a surprise to you uh, when he committed and, and what does Nebraska get? and Willis McGahee the fourth yeah it is because I told you guys I think that when we when we signed off on Friday you asked uh will there be any commitments and I said nah I don't think so well um <clears throat> if I had a chance to go back maybe and revise my answer hindsight being 2020 I would have said McGahee the fourth but I I think what I think what happened here was obviously that McGahee traveled out to Nebraska before on his first uh, unofficial visit with just his pops so it was just him and dad hanging out in Nebraska. So you, you had to have mom along for this trip and actually mom and little brother came out there too, along with dad. 
And they came out the day before the spring game. They were there for that Friday. They had a chance to kind of take a look around and, and see everything. And, you know, mom was as impressed as dad and son were from the first visit. Everything was still kind of ramping up, you know, for for Willis and how much, you know, things seemed to be the right fit for him in Lincoln. Um, and then, you know, they get a chance to kind of go home that night on Thursday night or Friday night, excuse me, and uh, had, a, had had a chance to talk about it decided to go ahead and commit even before the spring game on Saturday morning. So I think, you know, he had been thinking about it. Southern Nebraska was like in his top two or top three, like when he went and took the visit. But I think just everything just fell into place. And mom and dad really feel like Nebraska is a great spot for their kid. And uh, I think it's, I think that this is an important commitment, guys. I think that this is an important commitment because Nebraska fans are waiting for the fruits of the labor of the Nebraska staff and all the visitors they brought in through the months of March and April to kind of start bearing fruit when it comes to commitments. And Willis McGahee is really like one of those guys. I mean, he's not, you know, I think people are looking at like, well, when are you going to hear about Brandon Baker and, you know, and Aiden Breland and all, you know, Nate Frazier, those are five, four and five star guys, number one players at their position. They're not going to be committing in March. They're not committing in April. You know, so you're going to have to have some patience and understand like what lanes these guys are kind of in when you kind of start thinking about timetables for their decision. But this is a great get for Nebraska. Love, love the way he comes off the edge, has great hands, has a great motor. Nebraska sees him playing a little bit more as an outside linebacker, which is interesting, but he's going to get a chance to play that again because he just transferred high schools uh uh, over to Christopher Columbus, so he's moving from edge to linebacker. So he's he's going to have a bit of a, a better view of what college life is going to be like when he makes that change this fall. Brian, w- w- sticking with Willis McGahee for a moment. Obviously, his, his dad went to went to the University of Miami. Obviously, they're they're from the the state of Florida, and, and so currently does not have a Miami offer. This guy seems pretty dead set on Nebraska. I mean, just reading reports from Saturday, I mean, he was pretty pumped to commit to Nebraska. And finally, when he was given the graphic and the green light, I mean, obviously he did it pretty early in the morning. Does this feel like a lock to Nebraska? And do Husker fans have to worry, I guess, if he eventually gets a Miami offer? I think that this feels really good for Nebraska. Um, I drove into to Lincoln on Saturday night to meet with recruits, and I was supposed to meet up with Willis. And then when Willis called me and said, I'm over at the dorms. I'm hanging out with a bunch of the players right mm-hmm. now. I can walk over and find you wherever you are. I absolutely said, forget it, kid. You're, 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 you're into your element already, and it was so fantastic to kind of hear – you know, him being absorbed into the team already. I mean, he's he's got former high school players that are already on the team, you know, with Corey Collier and Dwight Boodle. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he knows guys, and they'll help bring him in, introduce him to the other players around him. He, it's going to feel like a little bit like a homecoming when he keeps coming back to, to Nebraska for, for these for these trips. And the more people that he's going to meet, the more people that, that, that are going to come back to Miami potentially and bump into him. I think it's. Uh, I think this one's a, a, a feel-good situation for Nebraska. I don't put a lot of doubt on good this stuff. one, and I do understand. You know, with 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 Pops having played for the U, um, 
because I think about that night that Nebraska, that Buffalo drafted him. So, yep. uh, so that's that's certainly uh, certainly in the back of, of everybody's mind. But I think this one should feel pretty good to Nebraska. Good stuff. Now the other commit for Nebraska, Ian Flint, another tight end, another Texas player. Uh, what's Nebraska uh, looking like? They're getting there. Yeah, and Ian Ian's interesting because didn't come in for the spring game. Was there last for the junior day in March? Took a visit. Uh, about I think it was like January 13th. It was before, you know, basically like maybe before he would have gone back even to school. It was before University of Nebraska had started up because his sister was transferring in from Stanford, and she's on the track team for Nebraska. So she had made a tra- she had made a transfer D1 to D1, and he picks up an offer from Nebraska, like you know, roughly in the same amount of in the same time frame. And they take a trip up there to Nebraska. He sees his sister. He checks out Nebraska. He does all these things. Um, and then, you know, his mom and dad both went to Nebraska, graduated graduated from Nebraska, uh, were not originally from, you know, met there at school. Um, so it's kind of this family, you know, family university, which is, a, which is such a great story. Uh, Ian is playing in really good football down there at Katy, Texas. Katy's on the uh, west side of Houston. Um, there have been some other players that have that have come out of come out of Katy Taylor before that have gone to Nebraska. Um, he's an inline tight end. What does that mean? Inline tight end is going to be a guy that's going to line up next to an offensive tackle. They're 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 really going to be used a lot more to kind of man-to-man block defensive ends, which then allows really the offensive tackle and the offensive guard the ability to double-team defensive tackle or, or an interior defensive lineman. So he's got a really important job. So that And that does kind of pigeonhole him a little bit more into like that blocking Ben Cotton style of tight end. And I, I, I don't want to sit there and say that he's not a great you know, pass catcher. He is, he's, he has great hands. He's actually a, a, a much better athlete, I think, than what some people have probably given him credit for based on how I've just described him. But I think that that's, what's going to add some value when Nebraska finds themselves in certain down and distance or in certain parts of the field, like in the red zone, which will allow him to kind of pop out, go to, go to different parts of the field, run the drags, you know, just kind of go into a route a little bit late, get lost a little bit and you know just is just kind of gets open so i i think it's like a he's kind of a cross between like a ben cotton jack stole to me mm-hmm. i i think that that's i think he's got ability to block and i think he has an ability to be a pass catcher i like those comps i think nebraska would be very happy uh with those guys i wanted to get to the 2027 quarterback recruit that they that they got to but first i wanted to ask you about the quarterbacks departing quickly uh, logan smothers richard torres i know you spent uh, quite a yeah. bit of time watching you know their high school not just tape but, but traveling i remember particularly to richard torres and watching him yep. play um as these guys depart what do you think the kind of the landing spot is is for them? Um, you know, because I think both of them uh, are are going to get quite a bit of interest in the portal. Yeah, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Logan. Logan's obviously at a little bit more of a disadvantage just because of where he's at currently, like with his shoulder mm. and the surgery and and no spring film. I mean, he's he does have starter time though at Nebraska. He's got film he can go back and pull back from that. Um, uh, there's, I, I think that that's going to be fine. It's just going to be more of the, the rehabilitation and getting back out there. And when can I, when will, when will he be totally cleared, you know, for contact to go back out there and do athletic, athletic activities. That's going to be part of the whole decision process when it comes to, 
you know, schools wanted to go ahead and, and bring him in. I, I, I could see like a UAB, mm. you know, something like that. Getting a little bit closer to home, you know, but still staying D1. I think he's a D1 caliber guy. Um, Richard Torres, interesting guy. I, and you're right. I went down there to see him in San Antonio the night that he actually blew out his ACL. And it was – you really kind of sit there sometimes. You wonder if you're the one that jinxed it for the kid. Um, but I know that he emerged, you know – strong and better on the other side actually ran into him the the following summer when I took my youngest son up to Nebraska for a football camp and he actually walked us back you know through the construction back into the Hawks from Memorial Stadium um had a nice little conversation with him wished him all the best and I I I do think that there's going to be some teams that are going to be interested here I I think the reason why you know Torres kind of found his way out of the situation obviously and this is something I brought up to you guys before he, he just wasn't a really mobile guy. I mean, he's not a he he wasn't a he wasn't a four six guy. I, I don't even know if he was a four eight guy. Um, he was a he was a big kid. He could run the football if that's what you wanted him to do. But that's how he got injured. He was literally running an option and got ran down and 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 tore his ACL. So, um, but he has he probably had one of the biggest arms in Lincoln. I'm willing to bet. After after what I saw that night and how he warmed up and what he could do, he could drop it in the bucket and from about fifty or sixty yards away every single time. So I think I think you're gonna see like a UTSA, the Roadrunners. I, I think that they were very they were very big, you know, in, in into him before uh, he committed to Nebraska. Kansas State could be a team that's gonna uh, you know get some and get some interest i think nebraska fans would probably roll their eyes at that one um but i, I but I, I do feel like you know he's gonna get some d1 interest i think utsa or kansas state makes some sense well and again now uh, going we're gonna skip a few classes here the class of 2027 nebraska's got a quarterback <laughs> target and i think i don't even know what's uh, dylan's brother also is is down the line there too so they're 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 really searching far ahead but what's with the latest 2027 uh, uh quarterback target <laughs> Yeah, Furian and Ferreira. Uh, I had to make sure I was getting his class right, um, and I, I I did do the math right. Uh, he is in eighth grade, and which uh, I think during the time that I was talking to him, I envisioned having this conversation about my son picking up a Division One offer who's in seventh grade, and I wondered how this was going to go. Um, he is an incredibly mature individual. Uh, this is a guy that came in six foot three, 187 pounds as like a 14 year old guy. Um, he's leaving Las Vegas. I put that in my story. So if people understand the Nicholas Cage reference, then, then good on you. Um, and he is headed to Santa Ana, California to, 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 uh, enroll at, at, at modern day. Um, so he is making a move over to California. Uh, that opens up a lot of things. I, I think obviously the competition level and and the exposure to other great players that are there at modern day is one thing. The NIL part that's there too for high school athletes obviously comes into the equation as well. Um, he does. His dad uh, actually went to the same high school as Dominique and, and Donovan Rayola. He is his dad is really good friends with Donovan Rayola. Uh, uh, the kids know, you know, each other, the Rayolas and in Ferreira. Um, so that's both the older and the younger, uh, sons of, of, of Dominic. So, um, lots of, lots of interesting little tidbits there talking to his dad before I had a chance to talk to the son. 
and they were blown away. They were blown away by Nebraska. They were blown away by the offer. They really like Matt Rule. It's 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 comfortable again, you know, for them having a guy like Donovan Riola there on the staff to really help out. And and I think that they just, you know, I think that the way that the offer went down, kind of sitting next to Matt Rule, just talking to him in the team room, and then they just go ahead and say, you know, this is this is your opportunity. We're going to give you a chance to be a Cornhusker. Here's your offer. I I think that they were really taken aback by that, and they were they were just completely and totally shocked. And then the visit just blew them away so I, it's tough to get really excited about about these early offers like I I tend not to even call guys that are two years out but quarterbacks you know three and four years out that's a story in itself um, because that's the, you know if, if you kind of went back to like where Nebraska's at now there's really only two guys in the 2024 class that really are on the board and Kalen and Rayola um, so maybe this is a guy that you and I are going to talk about now for the next three or four years uh, until he's able to go ahead and sign someplace. So really, really, really fascinating to talk to him. And I cannot say it enough, an incredibly mature individual, and it's going to be fun to see how this process goes for him. Absolutely. So I, I assume that it was Nebraska the first one to offer. I mean, sometimes you want to be the first one to just to establish that relationship. He is – Nebraska was the third to offer. Third, he had okay. pulled in two offers in seventh grade, one from Pitt and one from <laughs> Utah Tech. My goodness. So both both, the, both D1 schools, but Nebraska certainly was, like, over the moon for him. I mean, it was just, like, one of those things that he was so so thrilled that the Huskers came through with an offer. Well, that that is a cool story. Uh, thanks again, uh, Brian Munson, for joining us uh, again. Our new our new tradition is going to be Thursdays here on the Ticket Water Cooler. Thanks for covering some time out of your day and enlightening us in the recruiting world. Sounds good, guys. Be good. All right, there he goes, Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. All right, the the run is done. We will update you on what uh, what VJ has done out there. Uh, anything to add here, Dick? Well, so that we just got a number on the volleyball day in Nebraska. Oh, we did. It is officially a sellout. They have sold out Memorial Stadium. 82,900 tickets were sold over the span of the last three days. That does not include the students. That does not include suite tickets. And that does not include field-level tickets for general fans as well. This is insane. The, the record for the volleyball attendance is like at 16,000. So, so for a regular season match, the attendance is 16,833. Um, that was set by Wisconsin in September of 2022 because they played yeah. in their men's basketball arena and, and, and the Kohl Center. They played there. Now, Nebraska, and, and I, just, I just did somewhat of the math, uh, Nebraska is going to, using that 82,000 number, Going to beat the attendance record by sixty at least sixty six thousand fans, and you'd expect that number to probably climb over seventy thousand fans when it's all said and done. When you include the students, when you include the field level, and when you include the suite tickets as well. Well, it's interesting too because now you're you're kind of getting outside of the volleyball realm and into like what's the record for a women's sporting event in yeah. general and that number will be pretty close so the so somebody had it earlier today yeah, i believe Caleb um, henry tweeted okay so so here let me i can try to find it out i can try to find it real quickly so because it, it's definitely in reach it is it is in reach the uh do 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 um well timeout so 
student tickets, I'll tell you this, student tickets for all four universities that are involved, do you have an idea of how quick it might have sold out? Uh, let's go with, I don't know, 30 minutes? 30 minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. Student yeah. tickets sold out in 30 minutes today. Um, so the biggest crowd ever for a women's sporting event is 91,553 uh, during the Women's Champions League match featuring Barcelona and Real Madrid. Wow. I mean, that's that's what you're talking about. That level, I mean, that's crazy. So uh, just real impressive. Yeah. Real impressive. Once again, Nebraska just uh, announced that approximately, this is verbatim, 82,900 tickets were claimed between season ticket holders and the general public. Approximately 17,900 of the tickets were claimed specifically just from season ticket holders on Tuesday. The number does not include field-level seating, suite, suite tickets, or student tickets. So there you go. A lot to break down here, but uh, obviously the biggest thing, big round of applause for Husker Nation for doing this. I mean, this is why this is is blown out of the water, kind of what they expected. Um, and from what a lot of people would expect, it's nice, you know, kind of fantasy book it that way. But um, to get this, this reaction is incredible and will show the rest of the nation just, you know, how mm-hmm. crazy Husker, how, how crazy the state of Nebraska is for Husker sports. Uh, we'll talk more about that. Also, we got VJ's time in the 400. Uh, yep. We'll bring that to you as well. Coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.